This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So we go to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and we bring in, I'm going to call him a friend of the show. He is Nick Shook from NFL.com. He is the Shooky Cookie. Hello, Mr. Shook. How are you? I feel like I just got promoted, guys. I'm a friend of the show. Let's go. Look you, at you. You've been a friend of the show since you went to Kent. I mean, come on. It's not like, I, I mean, I if I could get you the uh, bag of nothing that we give away all the time, I would have handed it to you when you were in college, my friend. How's that sound? I mean, as long as that bag is loaded with air, uh, I'll take it. Hot air. That's the way we go. All right. Look, man, if C.J. Stroud moves up in the draft, he needs to cut you a check because you wrote some great stuff about him uh, at the Combine. How did he become your all-combine team quarterback? Help me. Well, I'll tell you what. I knew I, as I was writing it, as I was sitting in the in the suite up at Lucas Oil Stadium, I was like, you know, I'm going to catch some heat for this, but I'm going to stick to my guns here. because No heat for me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, I think I know we're on home turf here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but he put together one of the best throwing performances in the drills I've ever seen. I've been going to the combine for, I think, five or six years now. And, you know, we've seen the classes, the Justin Herbert class, where it was – pretty clear that he was the only quarterback in that group that was really going to be good. But even then he wasn't nearly as sharp as Stroud was. And the funny thing is that Stroud took the podium earlier in the week and, and, you know, touted himself as one of the most accurate throwers out there and, and that he could throw guys open. And I'm not kidding you guys. There was a, they ran a sail route drill and I could see him throwing the receiver open with a safety over the top, throwing it away from the safety, even though the safety wasn't on the field. Cause it was just a drill. It, he was that good. He was sharp at every distance on the field. He missed, I think, one. He entered through one deep ball. Another one went off a receiver's hands that he should have caught. I mean, it was about as close to perfect as you could get. And, yeah, you know, his testing numbers don't necessarily jump off the page, and, and he didn't run the 40 and everything else like that. But he was so good in those drills. And a lot of what I base my analysis on when we do the all-combine team every year is how they perform in the drills because sometimes you can just see guys are different. You can just see that Tristan Wirfs was going to be good. He just moved different. And Stroud looked like that type of quarterback – so when I sat back, I thought, you know, I know Anthony Richardson tested off the charts. He's a physical athletic freak. 
He had some flaws in his drills. Stroud was just about as close to perfect as you could be, and that's what convinced me. And I think that he helped himself out a lot. I think that, you know, we went into the combine thinking it's Stroud or Young, and then Young doesn't participate, and Stroud puts on a show. And I think he made himself some money. Maybe Bryce Young lost a little bit of money, and Anthony, Anthony Richardson certainly entered the conversation. Are you buying the Anthony Richardson hype train that's pretty much sounding like it's packed with people right now? Well, physically, athletically, he's rare. He's huge. He's well-built. He run, He ran a fast 40. All the numbers are off the charts. His, his throwing you know, session was good, and, and you could see it's effortless with him. His deep balls were a thing of beauty. I, I, I'm serious. I got chills watching the first couple of them because they just looked that beautiful coming out of his hand. But the issue is, the only issue I really have with him is the consistency. And, and it starts in his feet. You know, he, he sails a pass on an, on an out route early in the drill because he just tries, you know, because he can flick, it's a flick of the wrist with the ball with him. He can just throw it 50, 60 yards and make it look like it's nothing. But he kind of does that and leans on that a little bit too much. And his feet get a little sloppy and he sails a pass. And then there's a deep ball where he tries to, you know, he, he throws off his back foot a little bit and it comes up short. It's just a lack of consistency and polish that I think he can certainly clean up under the right tutelage in the NFL and become a phenomenal player because all the physical tools are there. You can see it. You can see the potential there. You add in the mobility and with the way the game is going, he could certainly be a devastating weapon. He could be a Mahomes type if he cleans up his feet. That's just the biggest issue to me. So that's the only question mark I really have on him. So I guess I'm buying it as long as he lands up in the right spot. As long as he's not given to the keys to the franchise and no direction, uh, I think he could be very good as well. Any rumblings uh, about the Browns while you were there that kind of jumped off the page that you were like, oh, that's interesting about the Browns? I think the only thing that really stood out to me was how they're going to manage their cap. Um, you know, going to Anthony Berry's uh, – Andrew Berry, excuse me, Anthony Berry, Anthony Richardson. Uh, Andrew Berry's press conference, um, you know, the, the, the prevailing thought coming away from it was, hey, you got to clear some cap space. you got to make some additions. We know that you lack players up front, uh, defensive line front seven, and especially the defensive line. And, um, and I think one of the ways to do that is by potentially restructuring Deshaun Watson's contract to, create, to clear some cap space, which I'm sure was the intent the moment that they constructed that when they acquired him and signed him to that deal. So I would anticipate that that happens. Um, you already saw you know, what they did with John Johnson to clear some space. So I think there's going to be a lot of cap massaging and, and allow them to make some moves in free agency. And I'm also very intrigued by this, this narrative or this, this discussion regarding their second-round pick and how they – you know, can be expected to use that as a trade chip to add a player that's going to contribute right now. I know DeForest Buckner is on that list. He's not the only one. You could go a number of different directions. But um, I think that there's going to be some moving and shaking, uh, both in free agency and the trade market. The weird thing is, is the free agent market, based on the Browns' needs, doesn't necessarily present a lot of options for them to do it. So I don't expect a shopping spree necessarily, especially considering their cap situation. But I do think they're going to, there's going to be some serious maneuvering done by them to really improve this roster going into the season. Nick Shook, NFL.com, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Nick, would you go make a big splash for a defensive tackle and then fill in the gaps from there? Or would you rather take the money you would give to a defensive tackle and give it to you know, four or five defensive linemen, spread it out, and almost do it like hockey line changes the way we saw the Eagles do in the Super Bowl? Well, the Eagles benefited from the fact that their first line was good and their second line was pretty darn good, too. Uh, you know, you, you added a guy like Jordan Davis, who's a, a very promising rookie who I think is going to, you know, prove to be a very good player. They went and signed Ndamukong uh, Sue and, and Linval Joseph. They already had Fletcher Cox, and they had Javon Hargrave. Hargrave is going to be a free agent. He's been flying under the radar the last few years. 
with the Eagles, and he's actually played very good football, especially two years ago. Uh, he's been one of my favorite players to watch. But the problem for me when it comes to the Browns is he's 30 years old, and, and you don't necessarily want to give a ton of money to that type of guy. They've done that in the past with the Sheldon Richardsons and the Malik Jacksons, and it kind of helped them you know, get by. But ultimately, um, I think if you're going to make some serious moves, you go for somebody like a Buckner, like somebody who's actually going to make an impact for multiple years to come. And, and, you know, he's making good money, but it's a worthy investment instead of investing in somebody who's already 30, who, you know, it may, may not, may start to tail off in a year or two and won't be worth the money. Now I will give Andrew Barry a lot of credit. He has structured a lot of these contracts very wisely to where he can get out of it. The Austin Hooper deal is one of the ones I think about where they said, Hey, you know, we're going to take a big swing here. And if it doesn't work out, we can get out of this after a year or two. Uh, so if they were to make that type of signing, um, that's what I would anticipate them to do. But I think you go younger, maybe you go for a Draymond Jones, you know, Ohio State product, started his career in, in Denver. Maybe that's a guy you kind of look at. Um, but it's about fit, and it's about, um, it's about fit and about, you know, what works for you with money. And, and so I think that with that trade chip of the second rounder, uh, the, that potentially they, they address it that way. And then they, you kind of lean toward, you know, you get the, the, the top-end guy or the, the starting guy, and then you kind of fill in the gaps. Because I still think they want to see what they have in Perrion Winfrey, um, who just needs time to develop, I think. He's just not consistent, but I think that the raw potential is there. But you got to get a you got to get a starter. You cannot go into the season with the same starting lineup you did last year because we saw how that worked out for them and it didn't work out very well. I want to go back to the combine for a second. Uh, Tank Dell was a guy wide receiver from Houston that you liked a lot, um, and then you put him as best team fits and you threw the Browns in there. Is that is that off of a tip or is that a hunch or is that wishful thinking? That's off of a need because yeah. um, look, Anthony Schwartz is a speedster and and David Bell is your slot guy, but David Bell is your poor man's Jarvis Landry at this point, and I think that. If you want to contend, because you have so many of these players in your prime and you have Deshaun Watson on this big deal, you need another playmaker at receiver outside of Amari Cooper. And I like Donovan Peoples-Jones a lot, but you need a slot guy who's going to make a difference. And now, you know, counting on a rookie to do that, I think, is, is you know, a dangerous area to get into. But I loved his workout so much, man. He's like a water bug with his agility. He can go any, any different direction. The top of his route, he can go in nine different ways. He's really hard to, I think, he's going to be really hard to defend. And, um, you know, he didn't put necessarily the fastest 40 out there. It was 449. He's only 165 pounds. So the top end speed may not be there. But what I love is how he's going to be able to work underneath in space and make guys miss after the catch, which is so much of this game today in the passing game. And, and, and I think that he'd be a great fit with them. I know I kind of tacked on to the left end of that list. And I think it's, you know, it's kind of wishful thinking based on their needs, but just watching their offense, they need that type of playmaker. They've missed that. They missed that especially last year because if you're going to go, you know, this open offense, you're going to have guys on the outside. You're going to have Amari Cooper. You're going to have, you know, a uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. You're going to have David Njoku trying to make, you know, take advantage of mismatches up the team. But you need another guy to work underneath who can make big plays. And I think Tank Dell, who just really, really impressed me, one of the most impressive guys of the entire weekend. I think he could fit in there perfectly. We know the Browns need a burner, somebody who could take the top off the defense, somebody who can, you know, make safeties have to dip a little bit to open the intermediate routes and that. But would you look at a number two wide receiver in free agency as well? I know a lot of people around here have been looking at whether it's a DeAndre Hopkins or maybe a Brandon Cooks or somebody along those lines, would you make that kind of a move? I could see the move for Cooks. I think Hopkins can cost too much, um, and, and I don't know if necessarily he fits opposite Amari Cooper. Um, they didn't get necessarily the production they expected out of you know Hopkins and AJ Green with a similar type of setup in Arizona. I don't think that's necessarily an indictment of Hopkins, but I, I, that's just not a guy I think I would put on the wish list for the Browns. I would go after a guy like Cooks because he is that burner. He's a smaller guy. He can play out of the slot. He can make a big difference 
and he's consistent, you know, no matter where he's been, as long as he's on the field and, and is avoiding, you know, getting, you know, forced out by injury, he's been consistent. So I like that. I also, you know, we had free agency fits that ran last week on NFL.com and I paired them with Paris Campbell because he's a local guy and he's a burner. And I think he's starting to come into form as a receiver. He finally put together his first fully healthy season last year and he had a career year. So I think um, he's not going to cost too much. And based on where they are cap wise, that probably makes the most sense is going after a guy like that, or maybe trading for a Brandon Cooks instead of swinging for the fences with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. You going to Canton? It's my last question for you. I mean, it's pretty exciting that I mean the Browns are in the preseason or in the Hall of Fame game, and Joe Thomas is going to be there. You going to pull that assignment? Oh yeah, that's that's an annual assignment, my friend. Oh, it I'm is. There. Okay. I'm there every year. I'm at the game. I'm at the enshrinements, and uh, it'll be a you know really special this year. You know, knowing Joe just from when I worked, you know, when he started to work with us, and then when I worked with the Browns, I got to know him really well. You know, obviously he was a shoe in first ballot guy, but he's such a great guy, as you know, and 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 it's going to be really fun to cover him that weekend. And and I, well, you know, we'll maybe be digging into uh, some long form with him and and trying to sit down with him and uh, you know tell a bit of his story. And and it's going to be really special, I think, for people around here. You know, anytime a Brown goes in, which it's been God over ten years since that's happened. Uh, it, it becomes even more special than usual because you just have such a large fan base here that's going to fill that stadium, and it's going to be a really, really fun weekend, I think. And, and a game that, you know, a Hall of Fame game that's usually well attended, but I think will have uh, a little bit more uh, of a special quality to it because of, you know, the local tie. All right, I lied. I have one more question. Do you think C.J. goes number one overall? I think that he helped himself out a lot at this combine. I think that Bryce not working out hurt himself. And I think CJ performing as well as he did and, and appearing confident, but also with a little bit of humility uh, and backing it up on the field certainly boosted his stock. It's just a question of what does the team that takes a quarterback at number one, what are they aiming for? Are they aiming for a guy that they can count on if they surround him with the right pieces? Can they count on him? Uh, they, they can count on him to, to lead them to victory and to lead them to playoff appearances and maybe as a title contending team because he's got those abilities. We saw it in the Peach Bowl against Georgia. That's the guy that they would expect to get with that draft pick. Or are they aiming for the higher ceiling with an Anthony Richardson, a guy who could be one of the greats of all time based on the physical, you know, profile, as long as he kind of works on some of the fundamentals. And I don't know. We'll see. There's no way Jackson Smith and Jigba slips, is there? No, I think he's, he's a top, top 15. receiver in this class. Yeah, yeah this is not the best class at receiver, and I think that he's, he just does everything well. He's not a burner, but he's quicker than fast, and, and I think he's that run-after-the-catch guy that a lot of teams are going to look to and, oh, and make a huge difference. He's awesome. I wish he would have played all season. I wish he would have a chance to. Right. Nick, thank you. As always, we read you NFL.com all the time, and you are a super friend of the show. Congratulations. Thanks, dude. Appreciate right. it. Super friends unite. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Nick Shook on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 